everything uh, going in the right direction. And uh, it's about the details of each man. You know, it's about the details of each position, you know, player and coach together. And that was the message we had. And we talked about that during the team meeting this morning. Um, and then really, it's about the fight. You know, it's, you know, to get this thing turned around, the determination and the fight you need to have um, as an individual person, as an individual position group and a unit and your football team. So um, the guys were determined there, and we, we I feel real good about the look in their eye. Um, had a leadership council meeting uh, this morning as well uh, to, to uh, discuss those topics, and uh, it, was a, it was a really good meeting, a lot of good communication in that meeting. And um, so during practice today, the drills, the walkthroughs are going to be working on the, on the fundamental improvement of each person, and they should reflect those uh, – individual fundamentals and I think and I know if we get better at those fundamentals each individual guy um, we're going to be a better uh, execution on on Sunday so with that open up the questions the, the leadership council meeting that, yep. that you're talking about more spirited than usual uh, it was really good it was just open communication like it always is uh, there was no difference in terms of that you know we talked about a lot of different topics there um, obviously, we talked about the football team and how we're going to improve and how it's up to us to be able to lead our position groups in there because they have one or two guys from each position. Um, so that was really good. Um, also, you know, uh, outline the week, you know, because we have a, uh, the week coming here and then how we're going to get ready for that next week, you know, just to give them an outlook of, of uh, not talking too much about it, but what the outlook was for the, for the following week as well. When you talk about the need for fight, what specifically are you looking for in that regard? Yeah, just being determined uh, to improve, being determined to improve at, at your skill, at your fundamentals, at your position, right? And that goes hand in hand with the coaches, right? The coaches are in charge of that as well. Um, we got to make sure that we're putting guys in position uh, so they can execute. Um, and it's always going to be about both coach and player. Now, are you going to get more involved or have you already gotten more involved in the offense? Than you did in the first three weeks, and are you able to do that while you're also running defense as coordinator? Yeah, I mean, when you're you're uh, you know when you're not doing as well as you you know that you hoped you've done, um, certainly I'm getting involved. You know, I've been involved in that, and we're just you know putting our heads together how we can make our skill set thrive inside the offense. You know, and what's the best way to do that? And uh, you know, it's an ongoing conversation with Luke and uh, Janoko and um, Chris Morgan and all the guys, and I think that's important. Um, and that's been, again, there's been a little bit more time on it because it's just, you know, uh, important for us to get that going for us to be able to win this game. And, uh, but to answer your second part of the question, no, it's, it's been the same equal parts, you know, to be able to do that. Like I said, the defensive staff has helped me out, uh, put the game plan together as we, as we go. And, uh, they're doing a good job with that. Yeah. You have directives on how you want the offense to be. It ultimately is your responsibility, but you give Luke a lot of authority. Uh, is it? Have you stepped in and said, we need to do this? Uh, we put our heads together. Uh, and, and uh, you know, as offensive staff, uh, myself, and then we just do a good job of saying, okay, this is where this needs to go. And and this is where we're, we're working to get it to go. And, and to confirm, will you be calling defensive plays again? Yes, I will be calling. Yes, I will. And, and do you think that that'll be for the rest of the season? Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah that's the plan. And, and uh, we've talked about, you know, different things, but uh, that's the plan right there, uh, right now. Matt, when you think about the 2018 Colts, you, you mentioned it the other day, the one and five start, and then turning things around. What was, what was the key in that turnaround? 
Was it self-scouting and making any changes? Was it staying the course? Like, what went into that turnaround? Yeah, it was both. It was both. You know, certainly we wanted to uh, – you always self-scout. You always look at your – you know, where your deficiencies are and how you can improve on those. And uh, basically it comes down to the execution piece, the fundamental piece of it. Um, you know, and then really doing a good job of making sure that you're having things where guys can play fast. You know, so the way you're coaching it, right, the way you're uh, putting it in as a, as a coach, that's where you can be helpful with those guys and to make sure that they're playing fast and physical and executing at a, at a fast rate because that, to me, is, is good football, you know. So um, that one-in-five start, it was, it was hard. Um, it was a battle. And, but ultimately, it came down to the players and coaches, you know, in that locker room, okay, coming together um, as a group and being determined to not let each other down on, on Sunday. You know, because we cared so much about each other, and that's what that's going to be. And you're about, you're about to face a defense that gave up 726 yards this past weekend. What in that film is relevant for you guys going into this week? Yeah, you look at you look at the tape, and again, that's a different skill set that they were playing. So I think they set their defense up uh, differently. Um, I'm sure. Um, so we'll see where it goes in terms of you know uh, playing you know, a different opponent this week. Uh, for those guys but uh, again they're going to be determined right you know they, they just you know that that same thing happened to them and you know they're they're not happy about it either so um it's going to be a battle is there anything you can draw from seeing for some of the vulnerability um uh yeah you always look at the tape you always look at the tape but again it's all about the setup you know we don't know if the setup's going to be that way you know it's a game plan defense so they change and adjust every single week so we're going to have to adjust to what we see now, the majority of your top receivers came here via trade how do you either keep them encouraged or locked in that they will get the opportunity to do what they did elsewhere which made them so attractive to this team's trade for yeah them. just communication just talk to them i've talked to every one of those guys uh you know from from dj to cole to mooney all those guys one-on-ones uh separately together and it's about just staying determined, right? Having a positive attitude, having a can-do attitude, uh, working with Justin, you know, working with the offensive staff and to be able to get that done. And uh, all those guys are right on board and uh, they're excited about uh, about the opportunity this week and also be they're also determined too. That's when, when we asked you about the losing streak, you say, well, we've got guys who weren't here last year, guys who were too. You have a coaching staff that for the most part was here. I, how do you? What can you do as a head coach to make sure that the weight of just not winning a game in eleven plus months doesn't affect what you do? And I imagine it would be human nature if it did, right? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of times what happens is with human nature is that you make excuses, right? You blame this, you blame that, you blame injury, you blame circumstance, you blame all these things, and you can't do that. You know, you got to own up to what you what you've done, right? And the circumstance is a circumstance. You gotta you gotta execute and do what you're supposed to do and do your job every single day. Right. And you never know when it's right around the corner. So that's the attitude we have. We're determined. We're focused on this week alone. And that's the attitude the coaches have. Let's give an obvious question. What does it feel like to go through 13 straight losses? You know, like I said, I focus on this year. This is a new football team. You know, so I'm, I'm focusing on, uh, you know, week four. And we're just we're, we're, we're focused right now. So it's given you indication that that determination is there. I know you've said all these things and that that you still have the ear in the room. Yeah, I would just say the detail, you know, the detail of your guys listening and focusing in the walkthroughs. You know, I really look at walkthroughs first um, because that's the first thing we do in, week, in the week. And the guys are wired in. You know, we got to lock in and the guys are doing a good job with those. And that's step one, right? So the meetings are first, they're locked in there, walkthroughs second. And now we got to have a good practice. And how, con how concerning is it with the pass rush only generating one sack in three weeks? You know, it's, it's something we got to keep do better. 
we got to do it better. You know, so we're going to continue to do that. We're going to end up, you know, you know, sending four guys and playing some coverage. You know, we obviously got to send, you know, send five sometimes, send six. But uh, again, we just got to do a good job. We've gotten home some, and we've missed some uh, sacks in the pocket. So we have to do a better job with that, uh, making sure we do a good job of getting the guy down when we do have pressure. Um, but uh, again, that, that number's got to improve for sure. Can you pinpoint? Is it are there scheme changes that probably would lead to you know? those pressures becoming sacks or is it something personnel wise? Can you figure? Yeah, I would say it's, it's always going to be both. You can always look to improve. Um, you're always trying to change and, and move uh, how you look on defense, you know, in terms of, you know, beating their protections. Um, so I think you need to do that first. Um, and then also the guys one-on-ones it's four equals one. So, you know, if it's going to be a game you're running, they got to run the game with violence and got to run it co- correctly. If it's just uh, guys just rushing, they got to play off each other. They got to cover each other. If it's, if it's a, Right cover or left cover or an inside cover inside, we have to do that with precision. Matt, you've come uh, Jermaine, in. Jermaine Edmonds is averaging like 10 tackles a game, but frankly, really hasn't felt his impact in the game. Feel free to, to disagree with that premise, but but why is that? Why has he not made the impact that, that maybe you would hope uh, or Bears fans certainly hope for? Yeah, I go to the latter. I disagree with that. I think he's played, he's made a lot of tackles in there, and you felt him. He's had a lot of nice big hits in there that I think will, will uh, generate enthusiasm. And he, as he does those, he has to do a good job of punching the ball at the same time to create impact plays. Um, so we're working on that, we're working on lowering his tackling a little bit uh, to make sure he can get down to that position where you need to be uh, to create those uh, big plays. And uh, he's going to work diligently to get that done. And so far, we've heard more. I would argue he's your best player. Why is he not – why isn't there an insistence that he's getting the ball more, that he's getting – 10 to 15 targets a game. Yeah, DJ is a great player. Uh, he really is. And uh, he's a great person too, you know. So, you know, we obviously have to target, you know, him as well as the other skill on our team. And, uh, you know, that's that's one of the conversations we're having as a group, you know, as an offensive staff and myself, is them being able to, in the first plays of the game, you know, the first 15, to really target those skill players. Um, and DJ is one of those guys. Uh, is, that, him? I mean, is, he the, is he the priority as your most accomplished well, offensive player? Yeah, I think uh, no question about that. But, you know, you also have to distribute the skill uh, to the skill. You know, Mooney, Cole, you know, all the guys in there, we got to do a great job with that. And then establishing the run, that's going to be an important part, too, to open up those pass, uh, the pass. Matt, last week you said that you calling plays was in the best interest of the team. Mm-hmm. Specifically, can you expand on that? Or why, why make the decision to do it the rest of the year? Uh, knowing that there could be some options, especially got this ten-day break here coming up. In- yeah, like I said, you know, we're we're looking at it. Like I said, we've discussed it, right? So right now, where we sit right now, this is the best thing for us, you know. And that the reason is is because you know, you know, I'm the defensive coordinator, you know, where I came from, and it's a natural fit for us to do that right now. Matt, you guys are coming off. Of, you, guys are coming, you guys are coming off a lopsided loss. I mean, the Broncos lost by fifty. How much do you think it's just this is going to come down to which group of players? is kind of sick of losing, maybe embarrassed after last week. Well, that's what we're talking about, the fight, right? It's, it's going to come down to a determining, you know, group, you know, out there. You know, the Chicago Bears need to be determined to get this thing done, you know, and uh, it's going to come down to that moment in the game, right? There's going to be a moment in the game in the second half that we got to, you know, we got to do it, right? And we got to pull together and get that done. It's going to be done through execution. All right. That was head coach Matt Eberflus. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, J-Mac. 
He might as well not talk. <laughs> he might as well not talk. You didn't say anything. Hey, J-Mac, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fight. And we're going to go out there and wait till we see the whites of their eyes. And then we're going to attack. Well, you're not saying nothing. You might yeah. as well not speak to us. The NFL should take away that they have to speak to us. Because if that's what you're going to give us, you got you have no answers for anything. It's clear that you have no answers with any of the players that you have. By the way, Chicago Bears podcast. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Hit the like button, subscribe to the page. Path of Designer, J-Mac. That, that pisses me off to no end to hear just the, well, you know, we got to fight. And uh, if we don't fight, then we're going to lose the fight. And sometimes when we fight, we fight. What is that? What are you saying, J Mac? What are you hearing here, man? Like, what the heck is going no, on? No, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of his coach speak, and it's a lot of it's the same thing he said every press conference. You know, it's it's going in harping on the details. You know, we had a leadership council; it went very well, uh, but you're not giving, you know, real answers to problems that need to be solved. You're not saying, hey, like, we need to run the ball more. Obviously, we need to play better. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, today's practice. The thing that got me, well, in, you know, today's practice will be focused on, in our in our periods, our individual periods will be focused on fundamentals. But as a team, like, the fundamentals is the foundation of everything, regardless on what phase of the game it's on. So, we got Justin Fields coming here, so let's listen in to what Justin has to say. Maybe uh, yeah, we'll hear more. It's that, and, uh, you know, it's just been doing what we're doing, um, you know, coming in, working hard each and every day, and, you know, when the game comes, just – Focusing on details each and every play and um, being present uh, within each and every play. What are the things you can do to, to try and push the thoughts of the losing streak out of your head? I imagine it'd be exhausting if you sat there and thought, you know, it's been 13 games. No thought. No thought at all? No. Justin, anything specific uh, when you, you guys reviewed the, the film about your game, the, the good, the bad that you liked? You've got to focus on details uh, within each and every play. Everybody's got to do the job. So why do you think you guys haven't um, taken more advantage of DJ's abilities? You haven't gotten him the ball that much. What can you do to change that? Um, I mean, yeah, when you have a player like that, you always want to give him the ball. Uh, but defense knows that. You know, it's not like they don't know he's probably our best receiver. So uh, just like last game, they're gonna you know, put two guys over him. Um, they're gonna cloud his side. But of course, when we do get those ops, we definitely want to have uh, get get him the rock for sure. Are you seeing that? He's talked about focusing on the details at every position. What does that mean to you as a quarterback in terms of focusing on details? Like, uh, I mean, it's a lot. Uh, of course, I have to know the most information on the offense, so I got to know what the defense is doing, uh, uh, know the run cans, know the criteria for uh, you know, each play. Um, if we have a different play, a different check uh, towards a, de a defensive look, got to take care of that protection-wise. Uh, got to tell the O-line where to slide to and stuff like that. So, um, a lot goes into it, but um, you know, that's that's basically kind of what my part is when you know, I got to focus on the details. So, yeah. Just on the on the one you did hit the DJ up the left sideline, um, take us through that play and what you saw there and, and the ball you put out there. One high man, um, you know, DJ had a fade route, just threw it to him, and he made a good catch, good contested catch. Uh, so, yeah. What have you done mentally to kind of? You said after the game big picture stuff, your perspective has changed a lot since last week. What have you done mentally to kind of focus yourself and deal with this adversity, probably this kind of adversity you've never dealt with before? Um, I mean, I just know, you know, all the adversity I go through is, you know, going to make me stronger. So, uh, you know, as a person and as a player. So, uh, 
just got to look at you know the, the bright side of things and think of yourself as you know going through adversity for a reason. So that's what I've been doing. Who can you lean on? Who do you lean on in the locker room? This. Hmm? Who do you lean on in the locker room? Who do you lean on in the house? Um, you know, I think Mooney a lot for sure. Um, he's probably the main guy that I just go and talk to, um, rap with. But um. You know, a lot of guys. We have a lot of great leaders. Um, talked to DJ a little bit this week. And, um, you know, just, just try to get the leaders of the, you know, offense and make sure everybody's morale is, is up and, you know, everybody's still uh, determined to go win. How do you keep everybody's morale up? Just talking to them, communicate. Jesse, you mentioned Darnell Mooney. What, what can you do specifically to kind of get him more involved in the game plan? He hasn't maybe been as impactful as obviously you would maybe like him to be. I mean, yeah. Uh, he knows he's going to get the ball and the plays for him. I mean, I feel like you call a play for DJ, y'all say we're not getting the ball to DJ enough. And then, of course, Moon, and then next is going to be Chase, and it's going to be Cole. So it's like we have a lot of playmakers on offense. So, you know, everybody's not going to be able to get 15 targets a game. Like, we got to spread the love around. So, um, yeah, I mean, certain instances where they do put two people on DJ, then, you know, Moon, Chase, or, you know, Cole might get it or something like that. So, um, you know, just 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 spreading the ball out, and uh, of course, you know, wanting to get a wanting wanting to get the ball, you know, in our playmakers' hands, you know, when that opportunity is available. You know, so I know it was a, a loss, and the numbers are the numbers, but did you feel freer out there, less robotic? Some of the things that you were talking about last week that you wanted to kind of overcome. Yes, I did. Justin, you, Justin, you you guys are obviously coming off your loss to the Chiefs. They're coming off Broncos are coming off a fifty point loss. How much does it come down to on Sunday? Which group of players kind of just wants to get off the skid? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Um, who's going to execute more? Of course, we're both zero and three, so um, we're both you know one in that first one in the season. So um, it's going to be scrappy, uh, and it's going to come down to who executes more uh, situationally. Um, you know, there's more takeaways and stuff like that. So. You know, we all the we we all know the things that you know go into uh, winning a game. So we just gotta take care of those details and um, win the turnover battle and et cetera, et cetera, and just at the end of the day score more points. Blue said, Blue said the other Blue said the other day, I think it was Monday, that he feels like you guys are close in spite of the losses. And I know I think it was after Tampa Bay, you said you feel like you've got a long ways to go. How do you balance where the head coach feels the direction of the team is, but also you personally commanding this offense? Run that back for me. Flew said that he feels like you guys are close, and you said that you feel like this offense has a ways to go. So I didn't mean it like that. Um, you know, in terms of long way to go, I mean reaching our potential, reaching our full potential. Um, I think Flus was meaning it as close to winning a game. So in terms of, yes, we're close to winning games, and I think we have a lot of potential to go to to hit our ceiling. So. That's about the answers I expected to hear from Justin Fields in that one. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think that, uh, you know, after after last week and what everything turned into, you knew that Justin Fields wasn't going to give you a ton of answers coming into this week. I, I wasn't surprised by that in the slightest. Um, and, and that's kind of what I expected. I think there's maybe a couple of things to take away from what Justin said there, but 
for the most part, right, he's not going to give you much after you take his words and you rip them apart for him for an entire week. That's just human nature. <laughs> and that's that's exactly what that press conference sounded like to me. 100%. I mean, he's just going to give you the basics. And we keep hearing the word from him and all the other coaches, details, details, yep. details, right? And that's what's really lacking. That's what's been lacking, you know, not just this year, last year as well. That's why they're on this long winning streak. Uh, I'm losing streak. I'm sorry. When you have, I wish it was a winning streak. Losing. Yeah, streak. I know, right? Uh, when you have guys, right, not winning their one-on-one matchups, not winning their individual battles, you know that translates to losses. And offensively, it, it's a lot tougher because it takes all eleven guys on the same page doing their job for one play to work or one yeah. play to have a chance at working. And when you have guys lining up wrong, going the wrong way, not pass protecting, not using the fundamentals, you know, in pass protection. Uh, things are gonna go. Things are gonna go wrong, and that's the way it's been on both sides of the ball this year. Uh, we heard Coach Flush talked about, you know, in practice today they're gonna focus on those fundamentals in their individual periods and stuff like that. But that should be the norm, you know. When you have individual period with your position coach, the fundamentals should be worked on all the time because it takes those fundamentals to execute the scheme, to execute those plays, to make those plays, uh, to make those big plays when opportunity arises. And uh, we saw last game where. The times that Justin did put the ball in the air, give his receivers a chance to come down with it, you know, they didn't make those plays. I think DJ Moore had one early, uh, missed on that, but he came back and made one late in the game. Uh, Chase had one in which, you know, Flus talked about that on Monday in a press conference saying that, uh, you know, he felt like uh, Claypool should have high-pointed the ball. Well, yeah, you should have. You're six, how tall is he, 6'5"? 6'4", 240. You got to come up with that. That's what you were. That's what you were brought here for. I mean, he's giving the quarterback's putting that ball in the air. You got to come down with it. And you know, these are the things that we're not doing. I mean, how many plays? And I just finished watching the all twenty-two again of Kansas City's offense because I'm so envious. I'm jealous. <laughs> and how many one-on-one plays did their receivers make? I mean, it looked like they were. It was too easy. I mean, Patrick Mahomes sitting in a clean pocket, going yeah. through his progressions. You know, throwing darts. You know what I'm saying? Receivers running wide open. Uh, Coach Flus talked about it in, in, today. He talked about, you know, those defensive linemen, they're trying to run games. And so what games are is they run like a T.E. stun or an E.T. to try to create pressure, to try to confuse the offensive line uh, to see if they can't pass things off and pick it up. And when you watch it, you know, the defensive line, they're doing those things, but they're not doing it at, at an aggressive pace. And if you're not doing that at an aggressive pace, well, guess what? You're not going to get any sacks. That's why we have one sack, one total sack this season. So, oh, yeah. When you're not doing things at a high level and you keep doing the same thing over and over again on that football, you're going to get the same results. And that's you being in the loss column. I think the concerning part for most Bears fans, too, is right. Like you've got a defensive minded head coach who has no answers defensively. Talked about Tremaine Edmonds impact on the game. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is he's sitting here talking about Tremaine Edmonds getting to a good pad depth to make a tackle. Tremaine Edmonds has been an all pro player. You think he doesn't know where his pad depth need to be to make a tackle? Like, what are we talking about right now? Your team right now is 35 or 31st. And points allowed per game, 35 points. You've given up 407 yards per game. You're 29th in the league. 285 passing yards allowed per game. You're 29th in the league. 121 rushing yards allowed per game. You're 19th in the league. And I'm going to tell you what, J-Mac, the thing that should tell you the most is every time a team plays you, they look like the greatest team that football's ever graced on the gridiron. But every time they go play anybody else in the NFL, the Packers looked like a joke pretty much all till the last drive of the game. The yeah. Buccaneers couldn't get the offense to move forward all day. Before the, the Chiefs played us, they had scored 39 to, or 34 total points. 
They scored 34 total points in the first half. Like it's it's you cannot sit here and talk to me like you have the answers when you don't even have the answers on what your team or what side of the ball you actually control. And I'm talking about Flus with the defense. By the way, we do have the phone lines up. Chime in with us. 312-332-3776. We'll get some of your phone calls as well today. Um, I, I guess here's the thing, right? When you, when you look at the defensive side of the ball, you mentioned the pressures. You mentioned the takeaways, right? The biggest stat to me that sticks out, how many times have the Chicago Bears been third and eight, third and nine, third and 14? Teams are completing at a 60% rate on the Chicago Bears. That's 32nd in the NFL on third down. How does Flus fix that immediate point? Because I think yeah. that's the first thing. If you fix it, all of a sudden we're having different conversations about the well, defense. Well, this is the thing, right? So look at last week. Kansas City was like they were 10 for 14 on third down. I think it was like I'm not a math a mathematician, but I think that was like 71% or something like that. <laughs> now, Denver – now, Denver was uh, – they went three for 12 on third down. So, something's got to give. But here's the thing, right? Third and whatever, right, you're never going to – you're never going to get off the field if you can't get pressure. We talked yeah. about this all year. And you heard him said in the press conference, you know, we're trying to get pressure with our front four. We may have to bring five. We may have to bring six. No. You're going to have to bring five. <laughs> you do. You're going to have to bring six because you're not getting pressure with four. Period. Yeah. That's like – you're not getting pressure with four. So stop trying to experiment with just rushing four because it's not working because you cannot get off the field on third downs. That's the main, that's the problem with this defense, right? And this defense, we ran the same defense when I was here. We had a lot of great players, game changers. You know, the players we had on that defensive line, Alex Brown, Adewale Ogunle, yeah. Tommy Harris, the ideal three technique. We don't have a three technique. We don't have one. We don't have one. We don't have a three technique that can be a disruptor, right? That can get pressure up the middle, that can dent the pocket, so that way those edge rushers can corral the quarterback. We don't have that. And when we have one true pass rusher on the defensive line, that's Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. Other than that, who's the other threat on defensive line? Nobody. So if you cannot get pressure with that front four in this defense, it's not going to work. So therefore, you have to bring secondary pressure. You have to bring a linebacker. You have to bring a safety. So, yes, you do have to bring five or six. You got to do whatever you have to do to get off the field on third down. Period. Yeah, and that's and and the problem is right. You're right, 100 percent, 10 for 14, 71 percent. That leads to 36 minutes of time of possession. There's that not much game left your, after that. And I, I know I can't. I don't know if I can curse on this, but that leads to getting your ASS whip. Well, uh, yeah, maybe not. No, we're not on the radio. We're not on the radio. You're good. You're good. Well, <laughs> I think you can get away with that on the radio as well. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm just freshly frustrated because I watched the All-22 after the game, and I just re rewatched it on the defensive that, side. Hey, I'm just, right there with you. It makes me frustrated again. So, yeah, you know, I, I do. I feel, I feel very bad. I feel for the Bears fans. You know, it's, it's it's as a former player, like I said last week, for me, you know, the Bears is like family to me. Gave me an opportunity to play for a long time, uh, changed my life. You know, allowed me to reach my dream, but at the same time, like they're family. So when I go out there. And I see us getting our butt whooped every Sunday. It feels like a family member is getting a butt whooped, and I can't do nothing about it. Yeah. So I mean, it hurts. I feel the fans. I'm I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off as well. And and uh, you know, sometimes you know it sucks as a coach, but you got to go up there and just be honest. Hey, we suck. We suck right now. We're trying to find answers. You know what I mean? You, you can't give a lot of excuses. You know, it's this, it's that. No, we suck. We suck. 
You're not even giving good excuses. Like, give me a good excuse. You know what I mean? Like, you're just basically like, hey, well, you know, we'll, we'll fight them. And, and sometimes when you fight, you win. Sometimes you lose. That ain't what my mama taught me. My mama said, you come home uh, and you get beat up. I'm a, uh, Never mind. We, we can't talk about old school parenting on here. Anyway, uh, let's go out to the phones, man. Let's go to Steven in Milwaukee. Y'all know who I'm talking about. He wants to talk about the lack of leadership on his team. Steven, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? No, What's happening, just, uh, man? Yeah, I live in Milwaukee, but I'm from Chicago, Southside, longtime Bears fan, man. And, um, you know, I disagree with everything that you guys are saying. Um, but the one thing that sticks out for me is just Justin Fields' leadership is just not there. Um, you know, I feel like the stigma that we have nowadays, when he scored that touchdown in the Green Bay game and went and sat down on the bench, I took that as disrespect, man. You get up and you, you go to the defense and tell them that you want the ball back because you want to go back and score. You know, there's there's just no intensity. There's no fire in these guys, man. They're not shooting off the line like you know they're lining up wrong, and you know it's just they're they're letting the stigma get to them. They're letting our words get to them, and it's very frustrating. You know, just seeing the the great work that all the other guys that put in, all the guys that you were naming, um, it just seems like maybe they need to go back and watch some film from those guys and kind of learn from that. But uh, to me, it's just the leadership and the intensity is just not there from who it needs to be. And um, it, it's just very frustrating to see that. Yeah, no, thanks. Okay. yeah thanks. Uh, I'll just give a quick uh, point to that. That's a great call, and that's a, a great assessment right there. It's Steven, right, from Milwaukee. Yeah, Steven, yep. Yeah, so here's the thing, and this is the thing that I've questioned all the way back to last year. And, you know, I'm not in that locker room, so I don't know the answer to this question, but I know what it should look like, right? So – if the coach, if the head coach, right, is is lacking in leadership, right, well, you got to have guys, culture changers, alphas in that locker room that can take control of that locker room. That when they speak, everybody's going to listen. When they speak, everybody, when they when they're going out there, they're doing things. Everybody's going to follow. And I don't know who that is on this team. I don't know who's the person that says, you know what? Yeah, we're playing bad. We're playing terrible. This ain't us. Like who yeah. has that leadership role and who's going to follow, you know, that leader and follow his lead. Like we had guys like that, multiple guys like that. We had Olin Krups. We had Mike Brown. Uh, Brian Urlacher was more a, a leader by example. Um, you know, we had Ruben Brown with guys like that. Thomas Jones was our guy in our, in our running back room that was like that, that when those guys spoke, everybody listened because they did things the right way. They did things like a pro. They were meticulous in their preparation. They actually understood the details of what it took to to be successful and win games, but also to perfect perfect their craft. So those are the things that uh, you know that that a lot of these guys did. Yeah, and I, I think right to his point, I don't know if the team doesn't view Justin as the leader, but I think when you talk about somebody being, a, I don't know if we lost J Mac there. Uh, I think when you talk about somebody being a a, a, a vocal leader, right there he is. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> When you talk about somebody being a vocal leader, Justin is is a lead by example guy. The problem is the example that you're setting right now is terrible, right? What when I see on the field is a terrible example of leading this team in the right direction. DJ Moore is the same way. You know what a problem is? And Justin talked about this. He said, everybody can't get 15 targets a game. I'm not asking for everybody to get 15 targets a game. I'm asking for him 
to get 15 targets a game because you have too many lead by example guys on this team and DJ Moore can't lead by example if he's not able to set an example. Courtney Cronin said that yesterday on the Chicago Bears podcast. He needs the ball to have an example just because he dropped the ball, just because he, he wasn't able to hold on to it. That's no reason to stop giving him the football. Is he your number one or what? How many times do you think Justin Jefferson dropped the ball? Or, yeah, I mean, like, and I, I get there's a difference in those guys. But we're talking about DJ Moore before this season as one of the top 16 wide receivers in the league. And now we're basically like, well, yeah, he can't see the football on Sunday. Why? Because there's a double team over the top. I, I, it's, that's not acceptable. That's not an acceptable answer. And if that's if that's the mindset, and it, it's very rare that I, I just sit here and go with the mindset of, of what Justin Fields is right now because of uh, what he's been through on this team. But if that's the mindset that you have, that I can't throw the football to my number one receiver because there's a safety over the top, that means that you're expecting to be a, a game manager, a Jimmy Garoppolo, that's not a, or, or, or whatever, a system guy, and you need the system to make you better, and you can't just trust your guy being open down the field for yeah. you to get the football to him to make him better. You think Kirk Cousins don't see that safety over the top on Justin Jefferson? Here's the thing, right? <laughs> you keep bringing up a key word, system, system, scheme schematics yeah you know, offensive uh you know being not able, a lot of guys uh, open after looking at the all 22 but here's the thing though right and you know we got to look at the other team look at miami the way they move tyree kill everybody knows tyree hills a mark man on that offense yeah right but what does mike mcdaniel do he does a good job of finding ways to get him open they use a lot of motions and shifts find ways to scheme him open so you can't just line up dj Moore on the outside and try throwing the ball it's yeah 100 don't take that away Got to move in the slot. Got to put him in motion. Look at last week and how and the way the Chiefs uh, moved Travis Kelsey. He's lined up in the slot. He's lined up that wide. He's lined up in the backfield. You know, and and that's the way you scheme your best player open. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. and, and if you and if you're not scheming your best player open, right? You use use him as a decoy to get other guys open. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. what we're talking about: the schematics and this offense, the creativity. Uh, Second year in this offense, the growth, right? The next step that you should take. Well, you've got a number one receiver. Find ways to get him open. Yeah. You know, the development in this offense, find ways to move the pocket. Find easy completions for Justin. Run the ball. You get five yards on one carry, and then you go back. You run, you know, you, you drop back on second and five flags and passes incomplete. Yeah. Now, three and five, now you're behind the chain. Run the ball again. Run it yeah. again. Like, that's the frustration uh, you know, that I see in this offense. You know, the run's going to set up the pass, especially when you're struggling in the passing game. Run the ball. You and know, it's, just, it, five it's yards, just keep running it. It's just pure redundancy with the same thing. I, I, we've gone now three weeks into the season, and I swear, right? Like everybody's seeing the same thing. When it, right there's moments where you can look at the fans and be like, y'all not seeing that. Y'all don't know what you're looking at, blah, blah, blah. No, everybody's seeing. From the fans to to the the players to Dan Orlovsky to to uh, 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 Greg Gabriel to whoever you want to say, everybody's looking at the offense doing the same thing. What the heck are we doing here? What's 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 this? What are we putting on the field? Like that's that tells you something. And there's such a lack of creativity and what this team has offensively. Let's keep it going to the phones here, man. Let's go out to Wade in Denver. He wants to talk about the defense actually being a bigger issue than the offense. Wade, what's good? Hey, what's up? Hey, just wanted to. Hey, I like watching your show and listening to to it. Uh, Appreciate you, man. Wanted to say is if you look at last year, I think they won, lost eight games within one score. Yeah. If you go back to what uh, what uh, Minnesota did last year, they won the opposite amount within one score. 
You're yep. talking, you know, an average defense can hold a decent offense, but it, they're not working together. Either one's good or the other's good. And you can win games. They're both been bad, you know? So it's pretty hard to point, you know, here's all the offense, but I agree. The schemes are horrible yeah. at what they're running. Hell, I'd go call Ryan Day to Ohio State, go, what were you doing to make it a little different? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when the other teams are looking at it and you hear them talking, I know what play is coming. You know, I look at Miami. He's making up some, you know, some fantastic play column that's allowing them to get open. And yeah. even when you get the better teams, you all know, it seems like all the receivers pulling those balls that are close. You know, they're happy to be there. They're pulling them in and making those fantastic catches, but they don't seem to be doing that here. You know, and, you know, everyone's saying you got to stay in the pocket, but it's hard to do that when there isn't a pocket. Yeah. You know, so, you know, those are my thoughts. So appreciate the call, Wade. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think that there's, listen, there's just a lack of, and me and J Mack would talk about it, just the lack of creativity here on both sides, right? When you look at the defense, I came out of Sunday watching the defense and I was just like, there's no way that you think it's okay to bring this little amount of pressure and just let Tremaine Edmonds just play center field. And he's basically just standing there. He's in the right spot, but they could just drop it right over his head. Why? Because there's no pressure. Pat Mahomes can stand back there all day and just wait for Travis Kelsey to turn around and say, hey, I'm 6'7". There's... there's, no imagination in this defense. There's no there's no thought process on how to bring more pressure. And through three weeks, I think the biggest issue is that we've seen the exact same thing. Last week, a little bit different offensively, but it's different because you kind of did the same thing to start the game off, and it put you in such a massive hole that then you had to just go, well, just throw it downfield. Yeah, and you got in a massive hole because, like you said, defensively, you were it was it was like in, in the words of uh Charles Barkley, it was terrible, terrible. It's you terrible. Can't, you know, you, if, if you can't, like I keep saying, right, this defense is predicated on getting pressure with your front four. If you cannot get pressure with your front four, you put so much stress on the secondary. And when yeah. you have an offensive mind like Andy Reid and a generational quarterback like Pat Mahomes, it looked like he's back there playing a seven-on-seven game. And that's what it looked like. And moving forward, like they're playing Denver. Don't get it twisted. Like <clears throat> Denver. <clears throat> excuse me, Denver lost that game, yeah, but at the same time, Russell Wilson still threw for over 300 yards. He's got some good receivers over there, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, guys that can make plays. So it's, and you got a good running a running base with Javante Williams. So to, to win this game offensively, we're going to have to score points. We saw Miami put up 70, and I don't think we're not going to put up 70, but at the same time, we're going to have to score points because this, this team, right, they're going to move the ball. Yeah. They're, Denver's going to move the ball, right? They're gonna uh, they're gonna put points on the board. We're gonna have to match that. And the thing is, like we said, our receivers, when given the opportunity, they're not winning those 50-50 uh, balls that, that Justin's throwing up. And we're not doing our best to give them easy completions. We're not doing our we're not doing our job to help the offensive line and protection by moving the pocket. You know what I'm yeah. saying? By getting the ball out quick. We continue to try to run deep routes, have Justin sit there like a sitting duck and putting all that pressure on the offensive line, saying, you know what, you guys gotta pick these guys up even with new guys in the lineup. Like, that's not, for, for me, that's not that's not being sound offensively. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, let's keep it going. Let's go out to Will in Dallas. Will, what's good? What's good, baby? Jay Mack, Pat, what's going on? What's Will, happening, Will? My God. Can y'all hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. Will. Yes, sir. What's good? Man, what's going on, Jay Mack? Pat, what's good? Good, man. What's up, man? What's your thoughts? Man, hey, the thoughts is like, look, at the end of the day, 
I don't understand why they for Denver the blueprint the Dolphins had over three hundred yards rushing. So we already know what L's a troubling defense. You gotta have better time of possession. You can't do that when you chuck it over with a poor line that can't block the interior offensive line is terrible. So why don't we run more um twelve personnel? Like we're gonna have to pound the rock, get Justin out on boots, waggles, things like that, because he's a sitting duck in that pocket, run better route concepts where you can get uh, scheme DJ Moore and 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 Cole Komet open on on some out routes five ten yards and let him get some yak yards because I'm telling you if we just try to sit in the pocket pocket like y'all said earlier hey right now Russell looks good he threw for three hundred and Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton they they not no scrubs so now it's time to adjust to what we know hopefully will work with the personnel we currently have because I'm gonna be honest right now we we, we look terrible across the board defense, the concepts on offense, and, and now it, it's just time to start tweaking things based off what will work, which right now we don't really know other than uh, Carol Santos and, and the special team what's going to work consistently. So it's just time to change some things based off the opponent we're playing and, and put the ego aside because if not, we'll be staring at an 0-17 hole. Hey, Will on point with it, ain't he? That's, that's 100%. That's 100%, right? Like if it, – Cairo and, and the special teams is the one thing that we know has worked through three weeks. Really? Oh, we, don't, we don't know because we don't get a chance to, to have every ball kicked through the back of the end zone. So we don't know if we got a, a return game. We haven't had an opportunity to see Bayless return a kick. So, yeah, we know in terms of, you know, field goals and, and, and kicking, yeah, we're good. Uh, we got a blocked field goal, too. You know what I mean? We got we yeah, a – On the punt, we failed to down a ball uh, inside. This is true. Oh, yeah. my God. So yeah, that's we it. Yeah. We don't really know. There's no, yeah. there's no true evaluation there. But – but to Will's point, right, my guy Will, Will was at the game. Uh, you know, mind you, Will was at the games. My guy in Dallas, he was at the Kansas City uh, Chiefs game. He's a long line, a longtime Bears fan. But here's the thing, right, the same things we've been talking about, and they're watching the All-22, the coaches watch them, they're watching these individuals. Like, when do, you, when do you make a change in your scheme? You know, when do you try to uh, make things easier for your quarterback? When do you try to make things easier for your offensive line? Yeah. When, when do you start trying to scheme and find ways to get your number receiver the ball? We see this all the time. I talk about Miami. They find ways to get uh, Tyreek the ball. Even when Devontae Adams was with that team up north, everybody knew Devontae Adams was the best receiver. Guess what? They did things to scheme him open. Yep. And that's what you have to do. You got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. And when the running game is running, make them stop it. Keep pounding the run. You mean yeah. make them stop it. Don't don't get, you know, five yard run here, four yard run here. And then, boom, now you want to go to drop back and get behind the chains. It just doesn't make sense. You just put yeah. yourself in a hole that you can't climb out of. And if I know that we suck on third down, right, the offensive philosophy should be, right, I need to get at least six yards between first and second down. So I know I got two downs to get six yards, so that way on third down, I'm ahead of the chain. That playbook opens up a lot wider. Yeah. It's 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 – it's a joke to me, coaching wise. And, and listen, I don't. I'm not absolving the players of anything. I think that they have played poorly. I think there's been a lack of hustle. There's a lack of intensity. You can only control what you do, right? And the fact that you're not willing to go out there and play your hardest on the field says a lot about what I think the culture around this team is right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're, you've gone into three games, and I've seen the same scheme, and it, and it hasn't worked in any one of the games. So which game were you preparing for? Which game were you preparing the team for? You know, I think that there may be a little bit of a – we talked about this with Meller on Sunday, right? By the time Justin had spoke, the game plan is in. 
they're not going to tweak the game plan that much versus Kansas City. The game plan was in by the time we heard that I was felt like I was playing like a robot. I get to play more freely. I'd like to play more freely. I think we'll see more of that coming into this game. But realistically, guess what? The guys on the other side get paid a lot of money to make sure that Justin Fields doesn't run away from you. And now they know what he wants to do because he's announced it to the world. Now you, you have to find ways to get guys open. And the number one thing that I took away from the all 22, yes, there still are misses for Justin, but there just wasn't much open that I'm looking downfield and I'm like, okay, there's no creativity to this. And also like, is this the Kansas city chiefs or the Oh five bears? Like that's exactly how it looked downfield. I, I, you couldn't find guys open. You couldn't find guys underneath. There wasn't a ton of underneath stuff for Justin to take. Like it's almost like everything that they talked about with the twelve personnel and all of that going into this game or going into the season. They were like, "Hey, man, that sounded real good, didn't it?" Now what we actually gonna run? Because I haven't seen any of the mismatches they talked about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, frustrating, and I know. Uh... You know, you, you play a team in Denver and everybody's like, oh, they gave up 70 points. But guess what? They're going to fix those things. They're going to fix those. Oh, yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be, you know, charged up and ready to to right their wrongs, especially against the Bears, which they know they got an offense that's been struggling. So, you know, we, we can't go in and say, okay, it's going to be easy. We're going to go out there and put up 40 points on this Denver defense. You know, we've got to take care of what we got to take care of, which we haven't done all season, even dating back to last year. So um, at the end of the day, like, Somebody's got to step up, um, and my biggest fear is watching film. I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if we have those players that can do that. You know what I mean? I don't. I just feel like when when it just seems like to me when when they get down, they're down. <clears throat> you know, their heads are down, running off the sideline. <clears throat> like I said, there's no emotional leader trying to you know get this team back in the game to get their mental uh, back to where it should be, and that's a huge problem. And if you're just relying on the coach to do those things, where well, you're going to be yeah. a bad team. Because the great teams in this league, they're player-led. They're not – the average teams are coach-led. And if you don't have a player-led team in this league, you won't be an elite team. And right now, I think we're a coach-led team, but we're a coach-led team by a coach that doesn't know where to go, a coach that doesn't have answers or any adjustments. And I think that's where – I mean, that's the Bears so far, yeah. you know, this season in a nutshell. No, 100%. And I think the, the, the biggest thing you said there is just right, like – the coach doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know where to take this. He thought that this was going to be uh, a easier transition. And then every, of course, everything goes down with Allen Williams. That makes things a lot harder for you, yeah. but you know, it, 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 you got to be able to roll with the punches. I'm sorry. The football season is not exactly how you expected it to go. And you talk about fight. Let's see you roll with some of those punches. Let's finish it out here. Let's go to one more call. And then we go get up out of here. Let's go to Kenji in Louisville. Kenji was good. Hey, what's Hey, what's going on, guys, man? What's I'm a lifelong Bears fan from out of Kentucky, man. It's driving, it's driving me insane watching my boys lose like this. But, man, what do y'all think about third downs? Because it seems like we struggle on third downs, and that's on both sides of the ball. Third down defense ain't getting off the field, and third round, and third down offense is getting off the field too fast. Like, the guys got to step it up, man. Somebody in that, in that defensive block on the defense side of the ball got to step up and say, hey, we got to go out here and make some plays. The two turnovers last week that we got at the end of the game, I don't even count those. Then also the coaching staff with these tech mobile plays, they got to step it up, man. So, like, I'm just – I'm frustrated. I don't want to have to buy another quarterback jersey for the Chicago Bears. So, like, <laughs> we can get a of the game, bro. 
See, that's why I don't buy jerseys, bro. I said this. I don't buy no current player jersey. I buy your jersey the second that you retire if I loved you your whole career. I never buy players' jerseys. Uh, He's not wrong, though. We talked about third down efficiency a little bit, J-Mac. The difference here, uh, the Bears completed their third downs at a 33% clip. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs completed it at a 71% clip. We can throw out numbers, right? But let's get to, to the nuts and bolts of why. Those numbers that you just mentioned is the way they are, right? Hey, yo. We're down offensively. We're always behind the chains. It's always third and long. It's always third and long, right? So it's it's really hard to convert third and long in this league. Because yep. they know they're going to play the sticks, right? So it's very hard. Not a lot of windows, especially when you got a team that can play coverage and have an adequate pass, pass rush. That puts so much stress on the offense, even an offensive play call. So that's why we're at, what would you say, Pat, 33%? 33% there. Now, let's go to the other side of the ball, defensively. Why can't why why are we terrible on third down? Because there is no pass rush. There's no threat for that quarterback. You saw last week Patrick Mahomes get to his, his second, third read, and then when yeah. he didn't have those reads, he would just scramble for a first down because there's no pass rush. Because these quarterbacks were playing, they feel comfortable. They can sit in the pocket like it's a seven on seven game, go through their progressions, and deliver that ball for a first down. Like that's the issue with this defense, and I keep saying that over and over again. There's and if you don't have a pass rush in this defense with your front four. You're going to see the same things that we've seen every week. Teams converting at a high percentage on third down. Yeah. No, and I I think it the the most annoying part about all of it. I was trying to see if I could pull up uh, the the defensive stats as far as uh, the the down and distance. The problem is right. Like it's not third and five, third and three. We're not even seeing a ton of those. It's third and eight, third and fourteen. They, I've seen teams complete a third and 14 in every game this season. A third and 14 should be a gimme, but not when you could just stand back there and live your life. <laughs> Pat Mahomes was calling up to the booth, be like, does Taylor have everything she needs up there? Travis is worried about it. Hold on. Let me get the ball to him real quick. You know what I mean, what, what are we doing here? Like, I, I think that's, that's the part that I think hurts the most when you talk about you know, that this Bears defense is you almost see them get the job done. And maybe that's why Flus is like, we're almost there. But it doesn't feel like it to me. When you when you got teams completing third and 14s as much as they do, it doesn't feel like you're almost there to me. That feels like you're a long way away. And we'll see, man. feel like you are a long way away. But the numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. You're... You haven't won a game, and I don't know how many games, right? Yeah. What was it, 13? 13 games in a row. Every game you've given up 25 points or more. That's not close. I don't, you don't got to be a mathematician. <laughs> You're not, we're not close, and it hurts me to say that. Like, I don't yeah. like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to thrive off negativity, but facts are facts. Truth is truth. You can't go up there and say at a press conference, we're close. No, yeah. you're not. No, we're not close. We're delusional. We're not close. I'm delusional right now. Like, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and you got to hold them guys accountable, man. I understand you had a leadership council. I coach high school football. I have a leadership council. But at the same time, like, you can have a leadership council, but those guys got to go back in that locker room and lead the team. That's yeah. what the leadership council does. You can't just lead it by just the words you speak. You got to lead it by the actions you put in play. So yeah. if I'm on that leadership council and I'm not making plays, how can I go in that locker room and say, hey, guys, we got to make plays? But I'm on a leadership council, and I'm a defense lineman. I got no sacks. Come on, man. What are we doing here? What are we yeah. doing here, man? It doesn't make sense. That's not yeah. how. That's not how a football team operates. That's not what yeah. leaders and captains do on a football team. 
If you're going to be a leader, you have to lead by your player on the field and by the example you set in that building each and every day. That's winning. And if you don't know what winning looks like, you got to find people in that building that understand how to win, period. And and uh, uh, just like uh, j- to your point, I'm looking right at Floos because teams on the season, 27 for 45, completely going third down at a 60% clip. You got to change something. Hey, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We will be back tomorrow with more from the Chicago Bears podcast as we react to uh, what we see from practice today. You know what I mean? Hey, according to Flus, it's all going to be solved today. That's that's what we're going to see, right? We'll see. Uh, Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate J-Mac for showing love. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. At the end of the day, no matter what, man, bear down. Bear down.